1: Where
0: in
2: the world is San
1: Diego? Where in the world is our shadows over the Spoiler? It's Holy here. Cow. Wow. We're back on the train, baby. That was a
2: good tie-in for
1: the Carmen San Diego thing. That was a great tie-in. Um I'd like to to thank my my parents for believing in me and for <laughs> the Academy. Wait, For... did we win something? Yeah, we won a spoiler! We oh, have a yeah. Shadows Over Innistrad spoiler, We're everybody. back on the spoiler train, everybody. How's it going? You guys are listening to a special short episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And uh, like we've already said three times now, we have a Shadows Over Innistrad spoiler, and it's super exciting. It's really awesome, and
2: what's even more awesome is if you're watching the video right now, oh, yeah. you're going to be the first people to ever watch an, we think... An animated, I'm my money on it. yeah, in a fully animated spoiler reveal. Woo-hoo! So, Jeffrey Palmer from Living Cards MTG has animated our spoiler card. So, without further ado, and if you're just listening to this, we'll don't worry, we'll read the whole card, but you're going to miss the animation part because we're going to play the animation right now.
1: All right, for those of you listening at home, the card is Second Harvest. It is a perfect commander card as far as i can it's tell it's very good yeah uh for two green green it's an instant it reads for each token you control put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that permanent and the flavor text the cornfields promise a good yield this season radwick farmer of gatstaff
2: <laughs> that was a good farmer voice you yeah. sounded like the guy from diablo <laughs>
1: oh deckard yeah or what's his name yeah Yeah,
2: deckard deckard Kane.
1: Come here, Traveler. Greetings, uh, Traveler. Greetings. Yeah, that's what he says. I played so much of that game. But uh, Second Harvest, holy crap. It's an instant. That's the first thing that jumped out at me. It's an instant. So it's
2: four mana total, again, for an instant. For each token you control, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that permanent. For four mana, too. That's it's really good. Yeah. I um, mean, every token deck wants this thing. Yeah, if you're not... It's four mana, so you don't even have to copy 80 tokens. If you copy four tokens, that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially because you don't want to necessarily play this on turn four. That's not the point.
2: Yeah, because on turn four, you probably don't have a lot of tokens.
1: Yeah, you want to make a bunch of tokens, and you want to instantly copy them at the end of someone's end step, and it just this just feels like value heaven.
2: Yeah, because they'll have pseudo haste, right? Mm-hmm. You, you copy them on the end step before your turn. It looks like you're not that scary. All of a sudden, you have twice as much stuff as it looked like you
1: had an, you only had to leave four uh four mana open. Yeah, not to mention like it, it's it's a token. It's not even a token creature. Uh it's very specifically a token. So we'll get into more into what how you can like do really cool things with this card. Um but uh I, I'm very surprised cuz they usually don't print this kind of ability at instant speed.
2: Yeah, the instant part is the first thing I think that jumped out at both of us, which is like yeah. holy crap, it's
1: an instant. It's pretty unbelievable, honestly. Uh, I think the power level is definitely pushed a little bit because this isn't going to have a huge splash in standard. I don't think, at least I don't know, or limited necessarily. Actually, limited it could be really powerful. Just depends if there's a dedicated
2: token deck. Like, yeah, think of like uh, Modern Masters 2015, how the green and white token deck was very good. Right. This card was probably totally playable in that archetype if you had a good oh, version yeah. of the deck. Holy moly. So
1: if that exists in in limited uh, Shadows Over Innistrad, maybe. Yeah. Well, Spider Spawning was certainly a deck. Yeah. But at that point, if you resolve spider-spawning, you were pretty much on your way you to You didn't victory. need to
2: double your tokens most of the time. Yeah. but this
1: It's possible, but for sure in our format,
2: I like how you pointed out that it's not just token creatures, because that's something that I missed at first. Yeah. Um, and this set has some tokens that aren't creatures. Yeah, most notably clues. Right, so there's a bunch of cards that create clues, which are tokens, artifact tokens that go onto the battlefield, and the token says, pay two, sacrifice this artifact, draw a card. So Sweet. there's a bunch of things that, like, say, do this, make a clue, and you have, like, a couple clues sitting around in the battlefield. Well, when when you play Second Harvest, you also make duplicates of those clues.
1: Yeah, which seems really good uh, because having those clue tokens around just means that you can draw a card with extra mana at any time. Making a bunch of those is awesome. Not to mention, it's not you don't target a specific token with Second Harvest. Everything gets a Second Harvest. So your creatures, your tokens, everything that is a token you get another copy of it, which is pretty insane to me.
2: Yeah, it works really well with the Eldrazi s-
1: spawns and the Eldrazi scions. Um, Essentially, you're doubling the mana you could potentially have. So I could see this being in, in ramp decks. Yeah, if you're making a
2: bunch of um, spawns and scions, like in Maseric, I have a Maserick deck, which is, by the way, very bad, but uh, <laughs> it needs tweaks. But this would definitely go in there because, yeah, there's a lot of times where I look down and I'm like, well, I have four scions and three spawns. Spawns and it'd be like, boom, that's like doubling your mana. Yeah, you get
1: to play something like Kozilek or Ulamog on turn six, yeah, you know, which is pretty insane, uh, considering you're doing it through from creature based ramp, uh, which is always impressive. Um, um Omnath, the new yep. Omnath, Titania, they both
2: make five, five, and five, three elementals, uh, respectively. Omnath, it seems really good because you have these turns. We have a decent Omnath uh, deck in our playgroup. Well, there'll be these turns where the player makes five or six, mm-hmm. five fives, and then if you know on the end step before their next turn, they could double that. That could be game ending rather than just like, uh-oh. Yeah, uh oh.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Arachnogenesis is a card that came out. Oh yeah, in Commander. Uh, it's the spider fog. Um, not only are you getting a ton of spiders, but if you play Arachnogenesis and this and then block, you get twice as many
2: blockers. <laughs> That's insane. What's the other one? There's a board wipe that makes four fours, and then all of your four fours it makes a four four for each creature on the table, and then all your four fours fight their each one of their creatures. What's oh right, called? is it um, Azuri's Predation? I Azuri's believe. Azuri's Predation yeah. that can make like you know if there's
1: twenty other creatures on the battlefield, it can make 4-4s. Four yeah, which is pretty insane. That's a uh, that's a thirteen mana combo.
2: <laughs> Whatever Tdh man
1: five green symbols, <laughs> <laughs> mono green. Hey, listen. Yeah, I. But that is a very
2: possible thing that could happen. Yeah,
1: I mean, Azuri, who is on Azuri's predation, is loves this because, you know, if you do a bunch of tokens with power 2 or less, you get a ton of experience counters. It's a really easy way to ramp the experience counters from him without having to... Because a lot of token generators are like X and green put this into the battlefield, but this just doubles what you already have. So it scales extraordinarily well. Yeah, um... It's also good with some cards that aren't making
2: a million tokens, but are going to make a few, like Worm Coil Engine. Yes. um, Avenger
1: of Xandercar, well, that makes a million. That's a good one. Uh, Reform, which is one of my favorite cards in my Marchesa deck. Yep. Just, I mean, like, getting another Reform with her ability is broken enough. Getting another, any of the tokens that it makes is just. Make more tokens, too, because, yeah, yeah, because they'll have the same text as the token. Yeah. Uh, I think Prosh definitely
2: loves this. Oh, Prosh. Oh, gosh.
1: Is oh, Prosh, to oh gosh. With this card. Oh, Prosh, oh, oh gosh. That's what we should say every time that guy enters the battlefield because it's it, it gets progressively worse. It, it really does. And now with this card, I mean, you make so much mana in Prosh already, you're going to just be generating a ton of value and probably going infinite faster than you normally would. Who knows? Uh, there's also, you know, obviously paired with things like Perforos mm-hmm.
2: Very, very good. Ora shards um, Ogre Battle Driver is another one giving it haste so concordant crossroads obviously Mm -hmm. but it does have its instant speed that's why we're freaking out with the instant part because you can sort of get virtual haste that way right because the end step before your turn basically means that when you untap they have haste and it it gives your opponents only a small window to wipe the board rather than an entire rotation of the table
1: yeah not to mention a lot of times you'll have a board that even if you drop a crater hoof, you're not going to be able to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. However, if you can surprise, get this out there, double the number of tokens you have, all of a sudden you've got an army with the crater hoof that would otherwise not have been, I guess, as lethal. <laughs> like maybe you could take out one player, but now with with a, a second harvest, you can take out four players.
2: Yeah, I mean, four mana is so cheap, so you can just you can do it. I, I would expect this effect to cost more, like six or seven, mm-hmm. uh, and be
1: sorcery speed. Yeah, maybe five in sorcery speed maybe it means that uh that wizards is looking out for the commander player because it's pretty good.
2: Uh obviously all the normal token cards like doubling season parallel lives that kind of stuff are going to be really really good with this card. I mean any deck you have that's concentrated on making tokens, mm-hmm. you know, is going to want this card.
1: Yeah, uh, unless you're not in green, which would yeah. kind of be silly, but I mean you're probably in the the green because they're like the best
2: token color. I guess white's up there, but yeah, that's the only thing I could say. I mean, if if you're
1: making tokens, this card's going in that deck. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for a Shadows Over in the Shroud so far. We're in the middle of spoiler season, so we'll have our episode talking about the rest of the spoilers uh, when the whole set is out. But currently, it, it looks like... I mean, it's a great mix of flavor and cards for all formats and stuff like Second Harvest.
2: It looks really, really cool. I'm excited. All new sets are very exciting. The fall sets... Or, sorry, the, the big sets mm-hmm. are particularly exciting this one has some cool mechanics some new stuff i've already
1: seen cards for about half my decks yeah so which is always a great feeling because we haven't even gotten to the uncommons yet and there are usually a couple of gems in there as well yep excited for draft excited for limited yeah and for all you tribal players out there oh my goodness you are getting a a buffet of new cards to put into your vampire decks your human decks across the board werewolves all that gonna be sweet yeah gonna be very very sweet
2: uh for our to the listeners question uh, in reference to Second Harvest, what are some awesome combos and synergies you see for the card, and which of your decks are dying to have
1: it? And if you if you say a card that's uh, a deck that's not a token deck, I would really like to see why. Or something that's not making token creatures—that's really exciting mm-hmm. to me. The fact that this doubles the non-creature tokens. Yeah. Uh, if you're making a lot of gold tokens, which you can sack to make to add any color mana to your mana pool, uh, let me know because I would like to see that deck. I would like to see that deck. Seems very interesting. Okay. It's a short episode this this time around, but we have our regular episodes on Tuesdays, so make sure you guys tune into that. But please tweet at us at CommandCast or email us CommandCast at RocketJump.com. We'd love to see what you guys come up with for this card. I'm sure that we missed some kind of really cool interaction out there, and I'm very excited to see what you guys come up with. Big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for doing the animated version of our spoiler card. In
2: fact, Terry, let's play that right now one more time. Boom. Speaking of Terry... Terry Robertson is our editor. Thank you. Good job, (laughs) Terry.
1: Thank you for editing the show. Terry's coming out to L.A. soon, which is very exciting. We'll get to get some uh, real games in with him. Yeah, he doesn't play a lot of Commander or hasn't yet. He's he's familiar with Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll get him in a Commander and maybe we can get, even get him on the show editing his own voice, which will annoy him, I can tell you, from <laughs> personal experience. <laughs> Our sister podcast for the show is The Masters of Modern. You can follow them at the MMCast on Twitter. Make sure you guys check out their podcast, especially as we go into Shadows Over Innistrad. I'm sure they will have lots of really cool things to talk about with the new spoiler season and with what cards are going to be great fits for modern. All right, everybody, we will see you on Tuesday for our regularly
2: scheduled full episode. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace.